Um, thank you, Rabbi Silver, for the introduction and the Chabad Rav. Um, so, um, Rabbi Silver actually hasn't mentioned one of the main reasons why I'm here, and everybody has asked me, everybody that has introduced themselves or I've introduced myself to them, everybody asks, how do I know Rabbi Silber or why am I here? Why would I drive in for a Um But there are also some of you in your heads who might be saying, he looks rather familiar. Where do I know him from? Um, so, first I'll start off with um, my youth. When, uh, when I met uh, Rabbi Silber, Rabbi Silber in Fairlawn used to have Ask the Rabbi Sessions in between Mincha and Marv on Shabbos. Uh, I don't know if that happens here. I don't know if it's stuff. It does not. Okay. Um, <laughs> and um, one thing that um, kept driving me to come back to Ashir then was that it didn't matter that I was a child asking questions. Um, Rabbi Silver would still, you know, obviously every week there were more questions than there was time, um, but Rabbi Silver would still call on me every once in a while and, and allow me to ask my question, and I remember every time I would ask the question, he would turn to my father and say, Lenny, here are your yeshiva tuition dollars right here. It's a great question, Michael. Um, and this is what he said to my father. Um, so... When I wanted to start learning Dafyomi previous cycle, um, I started off uh, listening to Rabbi Silber, um, and unfortunately, or not unfortunately, but fortunately, my son was born shortly before the cycle had begun, and his sleep cycle um, did not allow for a Dafyomi cycle, so um, I had to stop learning in the second volume of Art Scroll Shabbos. I remember it very clearly. And the reason why I remember it very clearly, and this is why some of you might recognize me, is um, this time around, in this cycle, um, I contracted COVID in March of 2020. So it was at the very beginning of the pandemic when they weren't exactly sure how to handle it, how to treat it, and I was placed in a coma and on a ventilator for 22 days. Um, since then, it's been a long road to recovery, but um, along with that comes um, some brain damage from the lack of oxygen beforehand. Um, I lost hearing in my left ear, so I have a cochlear implant now, um, which I did not have before. There are a lot of things I did not have before, but it was the brain damage that really um, affected me or still affects me. I take medication for it. And I remember reaching out to Rabbi Silber probably about a month after I came home or two months after I came home, and I said, so I missed about 50 Dopim. Um, what should I do? Um, and we were about to start um, 
Shabbos Daf 60. So, Samach, right? Is it? Yeah, Samach. Um, and we were about to start that, so I said, okay, I'm going to start with Rabbi Silber Shir, and at the beginning, and <clears throat> even still now, it took a few times going over the recording before I could understand everything that was being said. Um, even now, my children listen to me in the car when I do Chazara, and please don't uh, be insulted by anything that I'm saying. <laughs> when I'm doing Chazara on the daf, I listen at it twice. I listen to it twice the speed. Everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, you sound very peppy at twice the speed. Very energetic, loving to be there. It's fantastic. It's, um, um, but I, the truth of the matter is that that excitement. That excitement is what draws me in, so it, it works out very well. Um, but my children will often say, I don't understand what he's saying. I don't understand how you could understand what he's saying. I said, well, when you have the context and you're listening to it a second time, it, it drives it in more. Um, one of my objectives coming tonight was to get one of these famous notebooks that the rabbi talks about, about writing down. It's always in the front of the room. I look in the front of my room, I don't see any notebooks. So, uh, um, but for me, um, I restarted again at uh, Daf Samach with you. Um, so I have not yet finished Shabbos. I have not yet finished Masechah Shabbos. I have to tell you, getting through those recorded shirim are very tough. Um, there are, I think it was earlier on Shabbos, you had Aleph, you had Beis, you had Gimel, somewhere around there, um, where the rabbi spoke about the shul closing down and the mikdash ma'at and got very emotional about doing things virtually and going back and listening to it then, it's chilling. You get the goosebumps all over again because you're, you're hearing the outside perspective of everything that was happening on the outside while you were asleep. So it's a uh, it's tough to go through those dopim right now in Shabbos, but slowly but surely I have them downloaded. Thank you to Moishi who gave me the link for where I can download the previous um, um, MP3s of the Shir. Um, but this Dafyomi Shir, I, I'm part of the WhatsApp group, so I see everything that comes across the rabbi announces. I, I, every time Rabbi Silver starts this year, it's Rabosai or Hevra. It's, it's never, you know, okay, let's go, guys. It's always, there's a respect, a mutual respect that I find when I listen to Rabbi Silver's shir, shirim, that I can't find anywhere else. And somebody asked me why I, I enjoy listening to Rabbi Silver Shirim. And the main reason for me is Rabbi Silver extracts from the Gemara in a very non-brisker way because I learned brisker in yeshiva and it's totally different. But you, Rabbi Silver takes out the essence of what the Gemara is trying to tell us. Aside from what it act- what's actually written, the words that are on the page, Rabbi Silver tells you 
Okay, but listen, the Gemara is trying to teach us a lesson here. It's not just about what's written on the page, but there's a deeper meaning to it. Um, and it's every shear that I look forward to hearing what that takeaway is. Because that is something that is unique to Rabbi Silber and his shear. His, his ability to provide a take-home message, whether you're there in front of him or not, is unbelievable. So for me, starting back up at Daf Samach with, with Shabbos, and I've been continuing with you guys since then, although there are a few Shabbases where I'm not privy to the Daf that takes place here, the Shir that takes place here. We'll get you the report. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the, that's where the other applications fill in, you know, all daf or OU or whatever it is to, to catch up. Then there's matching the lines because we're not always on the daf. It's, <laughs> so there's the makeup. And I love the point twos. Maishi, is that you? The point twos, right? Daf, uh, daf vub, point two. Love it. That fills in the gap for me for, for what I missed on Shabbos. But, um, but as, as Rabbi Silver said, you feel like part of the, of the chevra. You feel like part of the group. Um, so I remember I was working with uh, Moishi earlier this year by Pesach time, and I wanted to sponsor a day of Dafyomi, and and I asked him if he could have Rabbi Silber say it. And when when I was watching live on YouTube, as he said it again, it sent chills and goosebumps through my body. But um, I said that last year at this time. Uh, I was in a coma. It was right before Pesach. So it was between Purim and Pesach that I was comatose and on the ventilator. So it was, I believe it was the week of Pesach where I asked Moishi to sponsor Daf and, and have Rabbi Silver recognize that I got to where I am. I got to this point in Daf Yomi. I got to this point in the Gemara with him because of him, because of his encouragement, because of his enlightenment, because of his shiurim, the quality of his shiurim. So for me, the daf was not just, um, you know, listening to something on the go and hoping to absorb something. It's as, as Rabbi Silver says, each shir, write down the takeaways. So for me, it's writing in the art scroll, Gemara Allah, and folding down the pages. I don't have a, a notebook. Um, but but um, the fact of the matter is there are, there are times where I'll go back to those dafim. I think there was a, a, a daf in, in Shabbos where you had said, this might be, I think it was Kuf Yud Tes in Shabbos, where you began your shear and you said, this might be the only time I say this, but this might be the most exciting daf in all of shots. <laughs> and I'll tell you, when you started off saying that, I wrote it down, I folded down the page. There was, I, I think it was Agadita, but Halacha taken from the Agadita, and there were the life lessons that were taken away from there. I have it folded down. I have it written in my art school Gemara, and it's... I, I mean, I, my father is doing Daf Yomi now virtually as well, and, and he's 
learning, uh, unfortunately, with a different rabbi, but um, when I talk about <laughs> I'll bring up I'll bring up topics that um, you know that I've learned from this year, and he goes, "Oh, I never thought about that." I said, "Well, it's not my original thought. It's Rabbi Silver. It's from his Sherman. It's not mine." He goes, oh, okay, maybe I'll switch. Every time it's maybe I'll switch, maybe I'll switch, maybe I'll switch. Never get there. Um, but to wrap things up, um, I only found out, uh, Rabbi, the rabbi asked me to speak, was it last night or this morning? And in all fairness, I only signed up to come. I think it was yesterday. So, um, but on Friday night, I was asked to speak um, extemporaneously, and I... Um, Vayichi happens to be by Bar Mitzvah Parsha. Um, my Hebrew birthday just passed. It was Tesvav Teves. And my English birthday is this Sunday. Um, and I spoke about on Friday night, Vayichi Yaakov Eretz Yisraim Shvas Rishana. Vayu Yumei Yaakov Shnei Chayav Sheva Shanim Rabbim Vashana. So the question is, by no other... Um, of by no other patriarch do we hear, you know, Vayichi Avraham, whatever it was, or Sarah. It's Vayushnei Chaye Sarah. It's not Vayichi Yaakov. So Rashi asks the question: Why is it Vayichi? And he answers: It's because he was with his entire family. So those seventeen years, even though he was in Gullus, he was with his entire family. And those 17 years were the best years of his life. He made the most of them. And that was the point of Parshas Vayechi, by giving each of them bracha, sometimes klala hidden in there, but Levi came out of it, so it's okay. Um, but what he did was, the, the, the Torah uses the term Vayechi because he's able to pass on from generation to generation. And so um, when, when he dies, it doesn't say Vayamas Yaakov. It says Vayigva Vayayasef Elamav. That um, different English translations have really different um, def- definitions of that. Um, one of them just says he's, he expired. But um, one of them says he took his last breath. And it says Vayayasef Elamav. And he... He was gathered amongst his people. Um, and that was the most important thing, was that his 12 tribes, his children, came together as Yosef El Amav, came together as his nation, as Bnei Yisrael. And that was his final dream, which is why it's Vayichi Yaakov, right? Uh, I think Chazal say that he still lives and by that they mean that his traditions, his values, his um, his moral code, his everything we should take from Yaakov is passed down through the generations through each one of his children and passed down to ev- each and every Jew. And the reason why I bring up my birthday is not only because I can quote parts of Sukkim by heart because it's my Bar Mitzvah Parsha, but the number 36 is, right, is Pamaim Chai, two lives. So for me, there's pre-COVID and post-COVID lives. Post-COVID, we're still waiting for. 
Um, and then there's the pre-COVID. But I learned my lesson from Yaakov in that it's spending the time with your family that is the most important thing, which is why I brought my son with me, so that he can see how many people just in one shul, in one town, right, aside from everybody else online, but in one shul, one town, how many people in that shul are actually learning Dafyomi from the Rav? How many of them are actually in sheer every morning or on YouTube or listening to recordings like I do and are part of this program, of this dafyomi, this challenging task that we all have? So my, again, the, ra- the rabbi asked me to speak about what dafyomi means to me. It's, it is absolutely dafyomi, but... All the credit goes to Rabbi Silber in the way that he can explain the daf to allow for takeaways, meaningful takeaways, for all of us to to understand and learn from the Gemara. So I'm sure I've spoken for a very long time, and this is not what you were expecting, so I apologize. Um, But that's what dafyomi really means to me. It's not just learning dafyomi, it's learning it with Rabbi Silber and the extra push on the WhatsApps every morning. Okay, we're going to be on there at 545. In my head, I say, okay, great, Rabbi. If I'm up, I'll be on the YouTube, but I'm likely going to listen to the recording. But um, you enjoy the 545 and, you know, it's Um <laughs> Out of state. Right, out of state, out of state. Different rules in New Jersey. Um, but the truth of the matter is, it's that encouragement that, that keeps us going, it keeps me going. So that's what Tafiomi really means to me. It's not just completing these Masechtos, it's not just learning what's inside them, it's learning them together as a Chevra, as, as Rabosai, as, not as. Hey guys, let's get started, right? As the as um, Rabbi Silber was saying about the tzaddikim, it's those of us working or not, we're not working the field, so it's a very different <laughs> situation. I get it. I don't, you know, harvest wheat or anything, um, but there are, you know, probably, hopefully, most of us in this room work right for a living. So you know, the, it, it is a struggle every day to do dafyomi. And the fact that even us everyday people can come together and and learn daf, you know, and continue on this legacy is is invaluable to me. So for me, that's what daf yomi means to me. It's not just about the gemara or the daf; it's the magid shir and what we can take away from it. So that's, that's the last minute.